African passport with me, Godfrey Nitsiji Maranire, seeks to publicize and promote the vision of Agenda 2063 as outlined by the African Union. Catch us here as we visualize the African war. Uh, Mr. President, the status of September, Botswana celebrates the 57th Independence Day. Let me start off by wishing you a happy independence. The fourth president of Botswana, His Excellency Lieutenant General Dr. Teresa Kama, Ian Kama. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate that. Awesome. There is a global push towards gender equality. The Botswana Patriotic Front Congress held from the 15th to the 17th of September and elected Honorable Nigeria Chile as the president, but only four women into the NEC out of 17 available positions. How do you feel about that? Yes, it's one of the things which has been a point of discussion, uh, debate, and concern, I might add, that in Botswana politics across the board, there has been a very low representation of, of ladies um, who are elected into political positions. Even if you look at our parliament, uh, it's like that. In the councils, it's like that. And like you have just pointed out, even in some of the um, executive committees of political parties, that is the same problem. So it is, it is very unfortunate. I know other countries and organizations have tried to um, you know, change their constitutions to allow for, for example, 50, 50% uh, representation or 30, or at least a minimum of 30. But yes, it is a problem. Mm. Explain it to you because the people voted, that's how they voted. And there were ladies there also who voted. And in many cases, when you have two candidates, one who's a lady, one who's a man, the ladies also sometimes tend to vote for the man and not for themselves. Yeah, that's a, that's a real concern. Maybe we should just take comfort from the fact that we have at least a vice president who is a woman, Dr. Tokum Zila. Correct, yes. The African Passport with Godfrey, Mr. G. Maranire. We profile sons and daughters of Africa, both living on the continent and the diaspora. Their inspiring life stories, emotional opinions, and pan-African views positively contribute towards the Africa we want for children and future generations. Make it that! Mr. President, there's something that I observed throughout the continent. There's always this friction between the past president and the current president. I look at you and... Uh, the current president of Botswana, President Masisi. If I go to Kenya, I look at President William Ruto and President, former President Uhuru Kenyatta in Zambia, President Haka Inde Chilema and former President of Zambia, Edgar Lungu. In South Africa, we can also talk about President Ramaphosa and former President Jacob Zuma. Uh, but maybe it's not an African thing because we also see it happening in America right now. We see what's happening between uh, former President Trump and President Biden. What's going on? <laughs> That's a very good question. But you know, 
I cannot speak for all the other examples you gave. I can only speak for myself. And I think my story is well known, um, that it started by the fact that Masisi was paranoid with the fact that um, if ever I was seen in public doing charitable work or going to schools, um, to, to having been invited to officiate at anniversaries or prize giving, he just felt that, no, this man has had his time. He must disappear completely from the stage. We don't want to see him in public. All the attention and accolades must come uh, to him as a sitting president. Yet, even though you've given examples of the United States, but on the other hand, look how uh, the, the Bushes, including the late Bush and Obama, continue to be invited to, um, you know, to events to come and give their, uh, their, 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 their experience and knowledge about the time they were in office and everything. And a sitting president has never, from what I know, has ever had a problem with that. They, with people, should be able to go and address universities and other institutions like that to share with people. And that's what we'd like to see here on the African continent as well, especially when we're trying to promote Pan-Africanism, that we would like these leaders to be able to show, these past leaders, to be able to share their experiences and knowledge with, other, um, with, 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 with the youth and others. But the, sometimes you'll have the incumbents, and I'm talking here specifically about my CC, who, who are allergic to that, and they just don't want to see you. So that's why in my case, the government media were told not to cover me. Uh, public officers mustn't facilitate me. Um, businesses who are donating to my charities, intelligence services were sent to threaten them. Don't donate to him because we don't want him to be able to go and help people who are in need. That's a problem. So like I say, I can't speak about what's happening with others. Donald Trump, well, that one is very well publicized. Um, everyone knows what's going on. Uh, that uh, narcissist, racist, is somebody who's getting exactly what he deserves. You know exactly what he did during his time in office. Uh, you know what he called us as African countries. And I have got no sympathy for the man. And there, at least, you know that the justice system in America is not compromised by the incumbent. Mm. Mm. I know because we are live streaming, there are people that are listening to us, listening to the African passport from Luanda, Angola, Kinshasa, DRC, Abidjan, Ivory Coast, Ouagadougou, Burkina Faso. Let me cross over from Botswana and let me get into, into your neighbor, Zimbabwe. Sadiq seems to be very busy with the elections this year. We know the elections today, the 29th of September in Eswatini, and Sadiq has deployed an observer mission led by former Vice President of Zambia, Ino Kavindele. But last month, another mission led by former Vice President Nevas Mumba filed an interim report suggesting that elections in Zimbabwe fell short of the general electoral guidelines. The study Troika recently said and the Zim elections were high on the agenda. I know you used to be very vocal against the administration of former President Robert Mugabe, especially during his Sunset Day. What is your take on the current situation in Zimbabwe? You know, when I was in government, I think uh, there were four elections uh, that took place in Zimbabwe, and every single one of them was rigged, um, and and that is a fact. And I know that for a fact because being in government, I had a whole Ministry of Foreign Affairs who were able to report to me about what was going on in that country. They were in, in touch with other governments, 
uh, in the international community who would be reporting on the same thing. We had observers on the ground who informed us directly about what was going on. This time, I don't have all that. But even though I was not there in Zimbabwe, we rely, to, rely on people who were there. And the SADC mission, as you're aware, deployed about 68 observers, 68 observers. There were other international missions who were there and private observers. Plus there was the media who were also there reporting regularly about what was going on. So taking from what they have told us, especially those of us who were not there, as they were the ones on the ground, they pointed out a number of contraventions of the Zimbabwean Electoral Act, the Zimbabwe Constitution itself, and the guidelines uh, on the principles and guidelines governing democratic elections in SADC. And I think those were brought about in 2004, if I'm not mistaken. That was after the 1998 and 2003 rigged elections in that country. They decided that, no, let's have guidelines that all SADC countries should sign on to. And they did, including Zimbabwe. But despite that, they have gone ahead, according to the SADC mission, and violated a number of issues. They threw out a, an organization called Good Governance Africa uh, from, the, from, 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 from Zimbabwe, who are based here in, in, in South Africa. Um, they also issued threats. We heard threats being issued at the chairman of the SADC mission, uh, the former Vice President Neves Mumba, um, uh, coming from ZANU and coming from some government officials. That also is un unprecedented. So for once, SADC have said enough is enough. And here we have a situation where elections were not free and fair, and they've called out Zimbabwe on that. Yeah, but I think that was a very interesting development. For the first time, SADC came out and they stated their position, which is very different from what uh, the sitting government is saying. I found that to be very, very interesting. Of course, yes, it is extremely interesting. You know, in the past, you know, we found that there was this sort of solidarity, mm. um, solidarity which did not allow you to, <laughs> to criticize or to go against a sitting president or a sitting government. You should sort of just try to manipulate things to give the impression that, no, things were actually free and fair when they weren't. And that's how they were able to get away with it. But now there's a generational change. You know, you've got new people coming through. You know, it's not those old days. You haven't got the same people there as before in the region. And they just said, for how long are we going to continue to have this situation? And let me tell you, it's not just the people in Zimbabwe who are suffering from that poor governance. It's the rest of us in the region, including in South Africa, where you've got droves and droves of Zimbabweans having to leave their country to look for opportunities so that they can survive. Because where they are, they just find that there is nothing. And you know the economic story of Zimbabwe. Mm, mm, mm. Let me tell all those who are listening from Konakri, Guinea, Dhaka, Senegal, Freetown, Sierra Leone, Sudan, that we are in conversation with the former president of Botswana. His Excellency, Therese Kama, Ian Kama. 
African Passport with me, Godfrey Nisiji Maranire, brings you African trailblazers, superstars, and influencers. Catch us as we discuss everything African. Mr. President, you recently received a Sadiq Founding Fathers Award on behalf of your father, Sir Therese Kama, who served as the first president of Botswana from 1960 to 1980. How did that make you feel, Mr. President? I was extremely humbled um, that uh, my father and, in fact, others had been recognized for their contribution as um, founders of the of SADC. And, and really, you know, that is the way that things we know are done and should be done on our continent. That is the African way. That, you know, here you'll find how Nelson Mandela is, is revered, um, Kaunda in Zambia, Samora Michel, I think it's his 90th, would have been his 90th birthday today, actually, so we should say, Happy Samora Michelle Day today, uh, the 29th of September, oh, and, and, and 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 people like and and people like that, and and you know Julius Nyerere and um, Sam Nujoma, those those are people you know who um, you know have been recognised and continue to be recognised. And I say that is the African way, which is opposite to your earlier question, where you find. Other predecessors are hounded and harassed uh, by incumbents. So I think it is, it is something to be welcomed. And like I said, it was very, very, very humbling that, um, that, that, is, uh, that, 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 that they saw it fit to recognize the founders in that manner. Let me take you to West Africa, Mr. President. There is a current crisis in Niger where President Mohamed Bazoum was ousted by the coup leader, General Chiami. President Macron of France confirmed that the French ambassador has left Niger for Paris, and the French troops will gradually leave by the end of the year. On this development? You know, talking about coups in general, I would just like to say that any government which is in power which is not democratic or democratically elected or does anything unconstitutional should not be there. Whether it's a military government or whether it's a civilian government. So I don't think it is good enough that every time you have a military, uh, the military coming in and throwing out the civilian government and taking power and we run them. Yet when the civilian government which is practicing the same undemocratic means in the country, which probably led to the coup in the first place. We say nothing. So if you want to stop coups, you have to stop poor governance. And like I said, you know, it, it, it's just, there are many who violate their constitution, who rig elections to stay in power, who use the same security forces to uh, defend and protect the incumbency of a president against the people's will. Yet, when now those military then side with the people to remove an oppressive 
government persecuting its people, that is wrong. But when these people are in power, nobody says anything. The regional bodies say nothing. The continental body says nothing. They only say something when a military government. So I condemn both. The military governments are not supposed to be in, 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 in power because they were not elected there and they shouldn't be there. And similarly, these people who rig elections and extend their terms, uh, of, uh, they change the constitution so they can be in power forever and ever. And we've got some of the longest serving leaders on this continent of any places. Some are sick, some are, uh, are senile. They, they, they cannot lead, but they just have to ensure. And they act as if they are God's gift to their countries, as if there are no other people amongst the millions who can lead their countries. And then they will go to any extent to ensure they stay there. And we say nothing about that until a soldier steps up. Then we start shouting and screaming. I'm sure Africans in Monrovia, Liberia, Yaoundé, Cameroon, Tripoli, Libya can hear what you are saying as a lieutenant general that you are condemning cool. And uh, you know, I think that's a very important thing to say. Mr. President, I know the Maasai say, do not name a child before they are born. And the English would say, don't count your chicks before they are hatched. What are the chances of uh, the Botswana Patriotic Front in the coming election? The, the, the intention and the plan of the Botswana Patriotic Front is to join with other opposition parties in which, with whom we are in talks at the moment to form an alliance uh, as we go to the elections. So the intention of the Botswana Patriotic Front is not to stand on its own but to join with others. And we've been doing that in the by-elections since the last general election, which, by the way, were rigged. And we've been overwhelmingly through that alliance, that pact, we have been winning the vast majority of, 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 of by-elections. And we want to continue that into the general elections as well, because it has worked very well. And um, just for interest's sake, Mr. President, if for some reason... They say, Mr. President, we really enjoyed your tenure. Can you come and do it one more time? What's your response? I know people from Botswana are listening. My response is what I've just said to you about those leaders who want to stay on forever, thinking they are the only ones. Because even if I came back, the day is going to come when I still have to step down again. Then what are we going to stay? So why should it go on why, why should one perpetuate their stay? No, others are there, very capable people, even people who are much more capable than I, to run that country, Botswana. So let them do so. Let the people elect and have a chance and a choice. That is how it should happen. So I'm, I'm just saying, that is what I'm saying, that come 2024, there's going to be a change, a regime change uh, in Botswana, and there'll be a new, a new leader. The African Passport with Godfrey, Mr. G. Maranire. Mr. President, yeah. um, how painful was it for you to leave the party that was founded by your father? Of course it was. My father's party, he formed it, and, and, and it was a party that I led as well for 10 years. So it was very painful, you know, leaving a family, uh, you know, uh, like having to leave your country, 
all this has happened because of this man, Masisi, um, in, 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 in Botswana. And many other, and I wasn't the only one. There were many other people. The BPF that you referred to are made up mostly of people who left the ruling party because it no longer adhered to its constitution and its principles and its, and its, and its morals to ensure that the party looks after the welfare of Botswana. And this man is just on a joy ride. And, and we've seen it in other countries with other leaders. And that's why we, we thought we were immune to it in Botswana. But um, like I say, well, that, that has gone. But I'm not going to be um, uh, glued to a name. I'm not glued to the name of the, of, of the, of the ruling party for me to stay there just because it's a name and, and that my father formed it. What I'm glued to is any party that is going to, um, at, its, at its, its most important principles, is to look after the welfare of the people of Botswana. And when a party ceases to do that, then we are going to part ways. Mm. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. President, for joining us today here on the African Passport. This is not the first time that we we love you, not because you can fly a plane or because you love wildlife, because you are very friendly. I just wanted to add something about Sadiq earlier on, and that is we in the, within the next year, we have about five or six actions coming. So it's very important that what has happened in Zimbabwe is not carried forward. Otherwise, those countries, if any of them, like Botswana, are intending to rig, then they will just take advantage. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it it appears finally, Sadiq is too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I want to thank you so much, uh, Mr. President. Today we had the fourth president of Botswana, His Excellency Lieutenant General Dr. Teresa Kama here. Africa. Africa. Africa.